What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. Let's get into this. Oh, hold on. Wait, that's not my show. Anyways. <laughs> hey, JT and uh, Ryan. This is Bill Van Bagel from Phantom Galaxy and Land of the Creeps. I just listened to your 1980 and 1981 horror retrospective and absolutely loved it. You guys killed it and did an awesome job. You got into the ones that the li- listeners need to know about. And also kind of let them discover the ones that they want to find out on their own. So you guys did awesome. I just thought I'd, because I loved it so much, I'd put my two cents worth in for 1982 and 1983. And I'm not going to get into the big ones because you guys are going to do a fantastic job and obviously cover the ones you need to. So I just thought I'd talk about a couple that from each of those two years that people might not know about or that you guys might not touch upon only because there's so much to get into. And before I get into 1982, the one from 1981 you didn't mention was Canada's own The Pit. But a really pervy kid uh, who kind of seeks revenge and becomes a creature feature with things in the forest. I'll just kind of leave it like that. If you haven't seen The Pit, well, it's quite the experience. Let's just put it that way. For 1982, you guys had a lot of super killer movies out that year. And you guys are going to touch upon them. I'm not going to waste my time on those. A couple other ones that I have seen. Great White, a.k.a. The Last Shark, is a fun one for me because it's one of the better Jaws ripoffs. It's an Italian ripoff on Jaws, and it's even got a Quint-like character. Uh, And they're out seeking out the Great White, or the Last Shark that's causing problems on a seaside town. And that kind of sounds familiar. Well, it is. It was actually sued by Jaws to stop running because it was so close. So, check out The Last Shark. I think it's on Tubi or it's on Prime. It's on one of the streaming services. Uh, Venom with Oliver Reed. And Oliver Reed is always bang up. Even when he's drinking, he's good. And Venom is about a group of people that kidnap a kid in a house. And little do they realize a giant snake is in there. So, it's a fun one, especially if you like snake movies. And I know you touched upon Argento with a couple of his films in the 80 and 81 episode. I want to make sure you talk about Tenebrae. Tenebrae with uh, John Saxon. John fucking Saxon. Great movie about an author and a lot of things that end up getting really bloody in that movie. So, Tenebrae is worth looking into. The Dorm That Dripped Blood. Now, not exactly a household favorite. But I know Jay Piles of Horror Movie Podcast enjoys the film. And it's about a bunch of college kids in their dorm room when people are out of there. And there's a killer out there chopping off young teens. I mean, it's a typical trope. But you could do a lot worse with 90 minutes of your time. Humongous is another one that I've seen a couple times. And it's about somebody who's born as a result of uh, criminal activity. And let's just say more teens or early young adults show up on an island and mayhem and killing ensue. It's also a really dark film. Not dark in the terms of its story. Like, literally, it's dark. So, go with it with that. And if you want one just just awful, but you won't forget watching it, check out The Forest. (laughs) It's... (laughs) People go into the forest and some pretty wacky things happen. It's so, one of those so bad, it's bad. It's not even so bad, it's good. But the forest is one to look at. 1983. Again, lots of big ones. You guys are going to touch upon those. I'm not going to get into those. 
but a couple of them include The Final Terror. And The Final Terror has one of our faves, Adrian Zmed, and a young Daryl Hannah. Again, going into the forest, going camping, and not listening to the forest ranger. The, one of the rules is always listen to your forest ranger. The Keep. Now, The Keep is a deep one involving Nazis and supernatural and things being taken out that you didn't think should be let out. Genie out of the bottle kind of situation. The Keep is one that you're not going to expect something from and you end up going, wow, that's actually pretty good. Now, here's one that's near and dear to my heart, and that's Microwave Massacre. And I saw Microwave Massacre when I was much too young. Jackie Vernon, the voice of, uh, oh, who's that Christmas? Uh, Frosty the Snowman plays a guy that basically kills hookers, chops them up, and puts them in his freezer. And eats the eats it with his buddies at work the next day as a construction worker. It's absolutely hilarious. There's not a lot of horror. It's tongue in cheek, but Microwave Oscar is one that I go to from time to time because it's got sentimental value, and it's a lot of fun. Now, there's two more. Spasms, another Oliver Reed film, and Peter Fonda shot in Toronto. Uh, has to do with uh, crocodiles or somebody that's turning into uh, a, a reptile. Let's just leave it at that. There's some research that goes on there. It's wacky. It's not great. But it's a fun watch. Now, the last one I'm going to mention from 1983 that some people don't consider horror. You might. Something Wicked This Way Comes. It was a dark Disney film involving a circus in town. Kind of a vaudeville kind of setup. And something is happening there. And there's scenes involving mirrors. There's scenes involving carnies. It's worth watching. The last one I'll mention for 1983, it is not horror, but it's a dark crime thriller. And it's about the, the Playboy model Dorothy Stratton and that Star 80 with Eric Roberts. Again, not horror, but dark and well worth watching. Anyways, you guys are going to kick ass and take names later awesome show guys i can't wait to hear how it turns out keep on rocking play some metallica play some pantera play some anvil and keep horror live we're gonna get into it So here we are again. We're uh, continuing on with our uh, 80s retrospective. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, so if you guys listened to last week's episode, you got 1980 and 1981, and there were some great films in those two years. Uh, but uh, we are moving on. We're going to do 1982 and 83 in this episode. And 83, guys. Come and on. There's a... There's quite a few movies that have come out in these two years as well yes. that are just classic horror movies that we feel everybody needs to see. Yeah, you know, and then at the end of this, we're going to go all through the 80s, guys, all the way up to 89, and then our last episode, we're going to do our top 10 horror movies from the 80s. It's going to be hard to do that with how many. But we're going to do it because you deserve it. Yes. We're doing it for you guys. We're doing it for you. Do it for Johnny. I'm trying to help you out, fucker. Trying to help you, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Where's the motherfucker lady when you need her? 
<laughs> we need a soundboard. <laughs> we do. I need to get me one of those uh, roadcasters and put that uh, as the fucking yes, sound effect. Dude, we, we got I'm trying it. to help you, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Yeah, dude, we got it. Anyway, Anyways, that's guys, enough so, fuckery for now. As I said, we're going to be getting into the 1982 and 1983. So, we're going to start off with 82, of course. Next in line. Um, this is a great year for horror. A lot I'll of good agree. things. I'll a lot agree. of good things came out in A2 in the horror world here, guys. Um, all right. I got some written down. Um, if you want to stop me on something, you want to... No, you go right ahead. You spill it. You spill them beans. Well, let's just go with one of all of our favorites. The Thing. The Thing. Of course, it's a remake. Uh it was, but way better than the original. Yeah, I got way Kurt, I mean, better. Kurt fucking Russell. Yeah. Not you just set. can't beat Kurt Russell and John Carpenter working together. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Jesus. That's for damn sure. I mean, that's just the perfect combination. Yeah, it is. But, it is. Uh, yeah, so the thing, guys, remake, 1982. Do you want to go in depth on this one? Or uh, I got a feeling this one uh, might make your list. It, it, it probably will. Um, I remember seeing this movie when I was really young. Um Probably, honestly, I probably saw it in 83 um, because we had cable and they were playing the shit out of it on HBO. Yeah. And uh, I remember my mom walking in and I'm eating a freaking pizza and watching the thing. And she's like, that looks just like what you're watching. How can you eat that? And I'm like, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah, you know, it's all part of the game. It is what it is. You know, and that, you know, and for me, the thing... Um, I was probably 10 when I seen this one. Um, and uh, that was a long, long time after it came out. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, I was only born three years after this came out. So, uh, another great movie. We won't go too much into this one, guys, because I got a feeling this is probably going to make yeah, at least It's going to make list. the big list, I'm sure. So. I'm sure. But uh, lots of gore, star-studded cast. Uh, great movie. Great the movie. isolation in that movie is just... Can't be beat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The thing. So what's it? You wanted me to keep going, or you want to? You stop me at yeah, any point uh, in time. Uh, yeah, keep going. Um. Well, I got another one that I don't know if this is going to make the list, but it's going to be right there. It's going to be in the in the talks. That's Halloween three. Halloween three. Uh, I just cannot say enough about that movie. That movie is hated by so many people. But I absolutely love that film. Um, I was a little disturbed by it when it first came out because I was like, where's Michael Myers? Um, but now I get it, and that's a movie. I probably watch that movie a couple times a year. Oh, and yeah. I always watch it around Halloween. I I just I love what they did with that film. It's... Halloween. Yeah, it's campy. It's, it's screwed up. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis as the announcer. It's 8 o'clock, curfew. Um, you know, this, I just, I love this movie. This movie, if you watch this movie as a standalone. Yeah, and that's what you have to do. You will appreciate this movie very yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely. I think absolutely. so. Absolutely. You know, I think that if you watch this movie just as a standalone movie by itself, no uh, expectations mm -hmm. as far as Halloween franchise go, you'll love this movie. Yeah. You know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah, great film. Great film. Well, I'm going to pull out one of my big ones here. I'm going to pull out my big one here. 
Um, I never heard that. No, I've, I've never said that, honestly. But uh, I am, I'm just going to throw this on the board right now. This is probably one of my favorite films from 1982 and possibly one of my favorite films, period. It, it's definitely in my top five, I can guarantee you that. And that is uh, Toby Hooper's Poltergeist. Ah, yes, Poltergeist. Uh, that film is so... It, it hit every chord for me. I mean, because I love haunted house movies. I love ghost stories. A uh, little bit of gore is okay. I'm not really a gore hound, but uh, I just like... I love what they did with this film. I just... Everything about it. The, yeah. The, that movie, to me would easily get a 10. See, I just, there's nothing, I, too, there's will, nothing I hate about it. We won't it. go too deep into it, uh, since I'm sure it's going to be on your list. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for me, Poltergeist, great fucking movie. Um, you, know, you know, and still holds up. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you know, and look at the cast. You had Craig T. Nelson, uh, uh, Joe Beth Williams, um, you know, the uh, Carol Ann. Yeah, what's her uh, name? Rourke. Uh, uh, Heather O'Rourke. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, and then you had uh, 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 Karen. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, anyway, uh, we'll get way, way in depth with that probably in the last episode because yeah. I can guarantee you that's going to be on my list. Yeah, so great film. Everyone's probably so, seen it. You guys know. Still if you haven't, up. you need to see this film. Still holds up today. It, it is you know, probably one of the best ghost story movies out there. Yes, yes. So. Another fun one from that time. Uh, and um, this is, we've talked about it before on multiple episodes, but uh, Creep Show. Yes. Creep Show. Yes. You know, 1982. Uh, another fun one. Yeah. Corny, you know. Uh, for me, I seen this after I had already watched Tales from the Crypt. So I look at it at, like it reminded me of Tales from the Crypt. So that's just the order I seen these. Yeah, and seeing know? Tales from the Crypt reminds me of Creep Show. Yeah, see, <laughs> so. <laughs> see so. Just on how you view them. Yeah, uh, I love the way they put this movie together too in a, a anthology type, you know, comic book setting. Uh, well, I mean, look who's you know directing it. Oh, and the freaking stars in this film too. You know, and I mean, you got everybody. But I mean, you got Romero, uh, you know, directing it and writing by Stephen King. So I yeah, mean, look how at can that. you go wrong? I mean, you, <laughs> and you've got stars like Adrian Barbeau. Uh, Hal Holbrook, uh, Leslie Nielsen. We even see uh, a very young Ted Danson in this. Ted Danson. And that was before Cheers. <laughs> or that was no, that was probably during Cheers. During, I'd say. I, I don't remember when Cheers came out. Guy had to be Cheers. Cheers had to be early eighties. Um, but uh, E.G. Marshall. I mean, just so many people in this film. I mean, fun one. Yeah, very very cool flick. Inspired into cool. you know different. Uh, <clears throat> Very cool flick. Right. Okay, so I'm going to throw out another one here. Probably one of my favorite in the franchise, uh, and a lot of people will be like, oh, you're a freaking moron. But uh, that's Friday the 13th Part 3. Ooh, 
yeah. Uh, there was a big 3D craze going on in the in Hollywood, and everybody was trying to get into that 3D game. And they they tried it with Friday the Thirteenth, um, and it works to an extent. Um, I I honestly I've got it, the 3D version and the regular version. Um, I can't stand watching the 3D version. The regular version, if you're if the lights are off and you're close enough to the TV, it works. Uh, and that's, you know, probably the version that most people have seen because yeah. unless you're, you know, diehard fan and you went out and you got the 3D pack for it, you it. probably haven't seen the 3D version of this movie. I still have the uh, 3D pack with the two glasses in yeah, it. Yeah, so do I. Unopened. Yeah. Um, well, mine's open because I had to watch it. Yeah, mine's uh, open still. But, uh, you know, the this movie was directed by Steve Miner. Um, and I'll, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'll tell you why it's my favorite Friday the 13th. Uh, this is the movie where we, uh, where Jason finds his iconic hockey mask. And uh, we see uh, Voorhees as he is today. Voorhees. And I just, I Jason love it. Voorhees. There's some good kills in there. The biker gang. Yeah, it's a good one, guys. Uh, yeah, great, it's great movie. One. Great movie. Cool, cool. Uh, well, you know, another... Uh, Second edition of a movie that I like um, is Amityville 2. Amityville 2, yeah. Amityville 2 was a good, good continuation movie. of that yes. story. Yes, I thought so. Um, the third one wasn't too bad either, and then they get <laughs> well, they start going downhill pretty quick. Yeah. The Slayer! Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, um, uh, Amityville 2, I think, like you said, it's a good you know, second rendition of the movie or part two of the movie. Um, this one, it, it's kind of crazy when you see the difference, I feel, in the budget and the directing, like between yeah. this, like like this and Poltergeist. Yeah. You know, um, it just seems like Poltergeist had a lot more, you know, oomph to it. Yeah. But Amityville 2 is a great film. Um, one that you won't go... Uh, won't waste time on if you just want to watch it. You're looking for something to watch close to Halloween or whatever, or if it's just the nighttime, you want to watch a scary movie. You won't be disappointed with this one. No, not at all. Not so. at all. Um, another, uh, another good mention is we uh, started the uh, Slumber Party Massacre series <laughs> yeah. in 1982. Uh, these movies, you know, TNA, it's all, baby. all about TNA. Yeah. All about TNA, and that was... That was glorification in the 80s. I mean, if you wanted to, to make a movie and have it sell, you got to show some TNA. Yeah, baby. So, and this, this movie definitely did that. So from now on, I'm going to start doing the show with my shirt off. Yeah, do it. Do TNA, it. baby. I got my puke bucket over here. So. DNA. <laughs> yeah, DNA. DNA. Yes. Uh, so I'll mention a movie that... Um, a lot of people, if you're a horror fan, a real horror fan, you've probably seen this and know what I'm talking about. For me, it breaks in multi-different you know, layers of what I love because it brings in someone who is an uh, important person in the martial arts world. And also, this is a horror movie. And that I is... I know what you're talking about. Silent Rage. Yes. With the great Chuck Norris. Fuck yeah, buddy. Awesome movie. 
Awesome movie. Great film. But uh, I was really big into martial arts back then, and I watched all his movies. And I remember when that film came out, I begged and begged and begged my mom to take me <laughs> to the theater to see that. Yeah, that's um, a great one. And she said, fuck no, you're too young. Um, <laughs> so I found some other chick to take me. And uh, great, <laughs> great movie. Yeah. Yes, Silent Rage, guys. Chuck Norris. I mean, you can't go wrong, you know. Um, great movie, you know, Chuck Norris with his classic uh, halfway unbuttoned shirt with his chest hair poking yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> that was back when he was super cool, too. I love Chuck Norris. He's still cool. Fucking man, dude. Look how old he is, and he's still yeah. out there kicking And he's ass. still out there beating everybody's ass. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> beating everybody's ass. All right, so I, I popped off with this movie the other night, and uh, we're just going to talk about it for a minute. Uh, I uh, Somebody had posted this film, and I had forgotten all about it, so I watched it the other day, and that's the movie Visiting Hours. Uh, Visiting Hours uh, is a movie about a killer that has gotten into a hospital and he's hunting down a woman in the hospital. Uh, the The thing that really sticks out in this movie is Michael Ironsides is the killer. Yeah. Um, and if you guys know who he is, you know, from Scanners and he was All in... Uh, everything. What was the Starship Troopers? Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, he's always a badass in the shit he's in. Um, it, and another another actor you may or may not know was William Shatner is in this. William Shatner. Uh, you know, the it's uh, oh, it's not the greatest film in the world, but it's not it's not a bad watch. Even now, even to watch it today, it it. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. William Shatner, a.k.a. the face of the shape. Yes. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> he was in horror before he was even in horror. Yeah. No, that's not true. That's not true. He did a movie back in the uh, early 70s called Kingdom of the Spiders. Ooh. Um, probably one of my favorite tarantula movies, or spider movies. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, Michael Ironside, too, there. I mean, he's, he's in everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. But another um, one that's uh, great that came out is Basket Case. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Basket Case, guys. I mean, come on. That movie's a cult classic. Come on with it. You know, um, you, you can't go wrong with the good old... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> freak? Maybe? Freak, yeah, just, uh, just a monster just in a, a basket? monster, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, great film. Um, Tisket a tasket, it's a killer monster in a basket. Look at him go. Him oh! Poet and he didn't know it. Yeah. Um, Hickory dickory yeah. duck. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan was sucking my cock. Whoa! Oh, whoa! What's, what's in the bowl, bitch? Oh, sorry. Uh... Andrew Dice Clay. But, uh, oh, the Dice Man. Shout out. Dice Man was big in 82. Mm -hmm. Telling you right now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Basket Case was one of those films that, like, it truly is the definition of a cult classic. And everybody has different definitions for cult classics. To me, a cult classic is one of those movies that, when it came out, didn't do very good in the theater. Not a lot of p people saw it, but as the years went by, it gained traction in the horror community. And 
just about anybody that is a big horror fan knows this film and has seen this film. Yes. Uh, very cool. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into it yeah. because it's a brother thing and he's killing and I, yeah, uh, <laughs> very cool. I don't know what the hell just happened there. What'd you do? I don't know. Something popped up on the screen, but then it went away. Usually uh, happens like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, pops up but, and it know, goes away pretty quickly. And hey, while we're in the bees, let's talk about the Beast Within. Ooh. The Beast Within was a. Uh, you could consider that a possession movie. Really wasn't possessed. This guy had a a beast. <laughs> I mean, that's all the only way I could put it. He had some sort of evil entity inside his body, and he would transform and uh, kill people. A uh, very cool movie. I watched this movie several times when I was a kid because, you know, when. When I was a kid back in back in the eighties, uh, you know these cable channels, and they may still do this. They play the same movie like five hundred times a month, you know. Um, so a lot of these big, well, a lot of these horror movies I watch several times. Mm -hmm. I may not have wanted to watch it again, but it was the only thing on, and it was horror, so I was going to watch it. There you go. There you go. So the beast with the, so that's kind of like uh the the beast from Split, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, would you look at that? Well, yeah. So there's any honorable mentions um, in here that we we had uh we had they in 1982 we talked about here this in the yeah. last episode they continued on with the don't movies. 1982 we had don't go to sleep, and that gets really bad come 1984. <laughs> um, but we'll talk about that soon. Um, and then Don't Look in the Attic was another one. Um, yeah. You know, so many don't movies out there. See, there's anyone, The House see, on House Sorority, on Sorority Row. Row, another go. good uh, uh, sorority house you know, uh, massacre, slasher. The House on Sorority Row, if I remember right, that was the driller killer, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he killed the killed the chicks with a big-ass freaking drill. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Can't go wrong with, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, sorority uh, houses. And then the I, I'm, I'll give this one a little, little mention. Uh, there was a movie called The House Where Evil Dwells, and... Uh, Basically, what it was was the this couple moves into a they're living in China and they move into a house. Well, the people that lived in the house before the husband had went all you know uh, went crazy and killed his entire family and then killed himself in uh, inside the house. And every night, this woman would see the scene happen over and over again. Um, and what, what do they call that when they? Do the sword. It's like Hara. I don't remember. There's a name for it. Yeah. Uh, committed Harry Carey? No. <laughs> I don't know. Holy cow, folks. Holy cow. Harry Carey. <laughs> I don't remember. What, there's a name for that where they plunge the sword into their stomach and commit yeah. suicide. Yeah. Hiroshima or something. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, humongous is worth a good mention. A go. good creature feature. Canada. 
Yeah. Canada. Hey, shout out to Bill Van Vagel. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Invitation to hell. I'll have that on Monday. I get to go back to work. Hey. Hey. The living hey. dead girl. I wonder if that's where Rob Zombie got that from. The living dead girl from 1982. Uh, Madman. Madman's one that we have to mention here. Uh, uh, that was Madman Mars. Madman uh, Mars. That was a camping... Uh, it was kind of a ripoff of, of uh, Friday the 13th, kind of, um, about a killer that uh, they start out telling the story about Madman Mars and and uh, to a group of kids around a campfire, and then slowly but surely they all get killed off. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah guys. I so, mean, yeah, 1982, there's a whole lot of... You know, of, keep going with them, but... Uh, we want to mention some of our favorites and stuff, and then give you guys a couple uh, little ones you guys might not have seen. That you might Cue the watch. Winged Serpent came out in 1982. I watched this one the other day, Superstition. Uh, it was actually pretty good. Somebody had mentioned it on, uh, on one of the Facebook groups that we follow, and uh, it was pretty decent. Uh, it, basically, it's a family who move into a house that was once the site of a, a witch's execution. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's uh, some ghost story and some, some witchery going on there. And then, of course, we got Dario Argento with Tanabre and just all kinds of stuff. Oh, Extro. Extro is probably the weirdest fucking movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I say that I have seen The Void. Um, <laughs> Extro is freaking bizarre. So, yet again, another movie you should watch on Mushrooms or Acid. Extra is one of those movies where a woman gives birth to a full-grown man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. weird. I like it. Weird. Cool. But anyway, 1982, folks. Uh, another great year. Yeah. A lot of great things came out of Lots that. Lots of cool stuff going on there. Let's move it now. See here. Okay. We had some big stuff. We had some little stuff. And then we had my stuff. Which is nowhere in between. All right. So now. We're going to move to 83. And there's probably some that I haven't seen. That I haven't seen in 83. But my thing with 83 is, is that there are some fucking classics, greats that came out that year. But there wasn't a whole lot. Now, don't kill me. I haven't watched them all yet. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. But that I've seen that really, you know, hit the, you know, the button for me. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna throw two out there right now that really hit the button for me, and they're both from the same writer, and that is Christine and well, Cujo. Well, of course. I mean. Uh, them two films alone. So let's talk could, about Cujo. Could have made 1983. So Cujo, which my son wants to watch, you know, uh, Pretty good film. Crazy that it could be such a good film when most of it is ba- is based in a car. Yeah. yeah. Um, Another you know. D. Wallace movie. So, great movie um, for for the 80s. You know, this and this movie, again, came out and ended up being like a cult classic, kind of. You know? Um, it's crazy how you don't have to spend so much money or have a huge... Huge budget um, to get a good scare. To get a scare out of somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? 
or have like this big elaborate set. You yeah. just put it in a fucking car. Yep. You know? So I've seen a few movies like that, and some of them work really well, and this was one of them. Um, yeah, a movie that I can recently think of, fairly recently, probably came out in 2010 maybe or something, uh, Devil. And oh, the, where they're trapped in the, the elevator. elevator? Yeah. Pretty yeah. good one. Um, yeah, there was one that I just watched not too long ago. I think it was called Howl, yeah. and it was about people trapped on a train that was surrounded by werewolves. Ah, uh, or a werewolf that was a completely badass werewolf that was, like, ripping the train car apart. Hell, yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, Cujo, uh, written by Stephen King. What can you say about that? Exactly. Great story. Great movie. And then we're going to move to Christine. Fuck yes. Christine, written by Stephen King. <laughs> How did Stephen King get two movies out in the same year? Cocaine. Uh, and he had nothing to do with either one of them other than he wrote the book. Cocaine. Cocaine. But Christine, the reason why Christine is at the top of the list is because of the director. Well, it's a great film. But why is it a great film? Why is it a great film? John Carpenter. John Carpenter, folks. That's why. John Carpenter is gold when it comes to horror movies, especially in the 80s. And Christine, you know, um, I'm going to save talking too much about this one this one's probably going to make my list uh fuck great film dude still holds yeah, up yeah. really fun film to watch if you have not seen christine i'm sure you have if you're listening to this podcast you've probably seen it but if not go or if you haven't seen it in a long time go fucking watch it again because i promise you you're like damn this movie holds up great yeah it, and it really does i watched it not too long ago i mean fucking good film dude just so such good film Absolutely love in love with the fucking blue charger, the '68 I think charger. It's in there. God, I love that fucking car. But anyways, great film. And of course, Christine was a Plymouth Fury. Yes. Uh, but uh. But yeah, I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, had Keith Gordon, uh, John Stockwell, Alexandra Paul. Uh, just a great all-around fun movie, very disturbing, and it really shows you obsession. The, the obsession that people have with with things and people and how how it can drive you mad. Great you film. Know? Yeah. Will not be very disappointed, cool. I promise you. Show me. Show me. Gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Absolutely. Um, so let's move on and go to one that I don't. We didn't mention because the first two I think came out before the eighties. Maybe Jaws three. Jaw Jaws. Uh, Jaws came out in like seventy eight or something like that. I think. <laughs> I'm going to look because I don't want to be wrong. Oh, 75. Jaws yeah. came out in 75, and then Jaws 2 probably came out, you know, a couple of years later. <laughs> yeah, and then Jaws 3 came out. It came out in 78. And then Jaws 3 came out in 83. So, you know, um, uh, did I care that much for Jaws 3? It's okay. It's That's worth, all right. I mean, it's worth a mention. Worth a mention. And yeah. why is it worth a mention? 
again, folks, early 80s, everybody was under 3D, and it was Jaws 3D. Woo! Go figure. We can't make this shit up, people. I can't make this shit up. All right, so I'm going to talk about another weird movie. We're going to talk about The Hunger. Uh, the Hunger uh, starred David Bowie, Susan Sarandon, um, and basically the plot behind this movie was is it was a love triangle between a doctor who specializes in sleep and aging research and a vampire couple. Sweet. So there's a lot of bloodletting in this film. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of love scenes. Yeah. Um, and a very good soundtrack to this movie. <laughs> uh, you know, the... Uh, 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 um, but anyway... Uh, you know, I had to mention it because it's David Bowie. I mean, David Bowie was the king of the castle, late 70s, early 80s. King of the castle. You know, and uh, he did this movie. Uh, this was directed by Tony Scott. Uh, movie was very well acclaimed. Um, of course, it's a U.K. movie um, that was brought to the States, and it did fantastic. And the movie is still fairly decent to watch. It is weird. It, it's out there. Uh, but it's out there because of the storyline, not because of how they filmed it yeah. or the people that are in there. Um, it, the storyline's weird. Uh, but it, it's pretty pretty good flick. Pretty good flick a Pretty good flick. And then we got two others. Uh, there's one of Bill's favorites. Microwave Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I have not seen that movie. So I can't tell you anything about it. We will see. Bill has been trying to get us to watch that movie, and perhaps we will. Perhaps. Perhaps. Quizás. But uh, there are two other movies that are very close to each other, and that is Mausoleum and Mortuary. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm really big into ghost stories, and I'm fascinated by cemeteries and stuff like that. So whenever I see one of these uh, you know, kind of movies. I have to watch them. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Uh, <laughs> it, and from what I remember, Mausoleum was uh, not a great film, but it's it's a decent watch. Mortuary's pretty good, though. Yeah. You know, and they both have the same kind of story. You know, people move into an old mortuary and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Madness uh, ensues. Madness ensues. Madness ensues. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's not forget about a little movie called Sleepaway Camp. Mm. Let's not forget about the campy movies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felisa Rose in this movie is just fantastic. She plays her part perfectly. Uh, she's a young girl in this film that is picked on by all the other campers. And uh, there's uh, this this movie is a true camping slasher. Um, they took a lot of cues from Friday the 13th. Yes. But then they skewed away from Friday the 13th. Um, you In Friday the 13th, you pretty much knew who the killer was the whole time. In Sleepaway Camp, they kept everything a secret until the huge twist at the end. Huge and twist. what a twist it is. <laughs> Don't care. I still think she is just absolutely gorgeous. Uh. But, yeah. <laughs> Sleepaway camp. Yeah, good movie, guys. Good yeah. movie. You won't miss out on that one. 
And then another one I want to mention, Videodrome. Oh, yeah. Videodrome was a David Cronenberg film. David Cronenberg is the king of weird. Um, a lot of his films are very bizarre and out there story-wise, which is what makes them so good. Um, he is a fantastic filmmaker, and in this one, he hired one of the best actors at the time to play in his film. That's James Woods, and he played his part perfectly in this. Uh, this movie James has Woods. got a lot of uh, dream sequences in it and a lot of strangeness, so it's really bizarre because a lot of things happen within the dream, and then they're actually... Really happening in in life. This is really happening. But uh, the the one big scene in this movie that always that I just absolutely always loved was when he's uh, sitting on the chair watching TV, and he's uh, James Woods and he's got his shirt off, and that's why I love it because he's got his shirt off. <laughs> fucking sexy beast. But anyway, he's sitting there and he's got, he's holding a pistol in his hand, and uh, he's a uh, he, I think he's having a drink or whatever, and he's watching TV, and you can see he's kind of dozing, but he's taking the barrel of the gun, and he's rubbing it up and down on his stomach. Oh, yeah, keep talking. And, and then all of a sudden, it, it shows his stomach, like, break open a little bit, and he takes the gun and puts it inside his stomach and puts his whole hand in there and pulls his hand out. And when he pulls his hand out, he wakes up. His gun's gone. And there's no hole in his stomach. Where's the gun at? You know, a very cool scene. It, it, they they filmed that very well. Oh yeah, James very well. Woods, James Woods is a fantastic actor. Uh, actor? Yeah, actor. He's, he's a great actor, guys. He was. <laughs> he was. But don't forget about. You've got James Woods. Don't forget about Psycho Two. Psycho Two. Eh, eh, eh. Psycho Killer. Yes. Great movie. <laughs> Psycho 2 is a good one from 83. Like I said, guys. Anthony Perkins. Yes. Um, and then a couple more I'd like to mention on this one. Um, you know, uh, The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone, another Stephen King book. You know, um, can't go wrong with it. Decent little, decent little film from that time. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Twilight Zone come out in 83? Mm. Or am I wrong on that? Uh, see, I don't remember that. Uh, I might be wrong on that one. I'm trying to remember the year on that one. Do, 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 do. Oh. Yeah, the Twill, the Twill White. Twill White. <laughs> how did, how did, how did I do that? 83. That's what it says. 1983. Wow. Wasn't even in our list. Very cool film, though. Anthology yes. type film. They, uh, they took what was originally a television show created by Rod Serling and they turned it on its ear. I mean, it, yeah. they, they went way over the top with this. I love Dan Aykroyd. Um, I love Dan Aykroyd. John Lithgow on the airplane. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's such good scenes on that. But movie. Dan Aykroyd when he's when he's riding the car, you know. Yeah. You want to see something scary? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great fucking movie. The big rabbit. 
You guys will like it, I promise. Yeah. If you haven't yeah, seen that movie. one yet, that's a good, great that's a fun movie. one for you to watch. So that's, I guess, about it, bud. That's about it. Uh, 1982 and 83, folks. Uh, some very cool movies come out. Uh, they, uh, they had some misses, but they had a lot of hits. Um, some important Of hits. course, to me, big ones of the thing. Christine. Poltergeist, Christine, you know. I, fantastic some... films. Uh, but just wait till you see what's coming next. Good one's coming up, guys. You gotta listen to the next episode. Because 84 and 85 oh, will yes. blow your mind. Yes. Great fucking years. But anyway, folks, thanks for sticking with us. We love you guys. And more importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy.